Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey pod people, Engineer Adam here, jumping in for a quick second to let you know about the brand new all-in-one platform for all of you creative podcasters out there. Anchor makes it easier than ever to make a podcast. It's free to use and has all the creation tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Plus, Anchor will get your podcast set up on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Even better, Anchor helps you connect with sponsors, even if you're just starting out. It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Back to the show. He's been shot six times. Halloweenies. He's been burned alive. Halloweenies. He's lost his head. Halloweenies. Michael Myers can't and won't be stopped, which is why he returns this October. In anticipation, the Consequence Podcast Network presents Halloweenies, a limited series that carves out one Halloween movie a month, leading all the way up to the October 19th release of David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's new movie. You'll get tricks. You'll get treats. You'll get Michael. Tune in for the night we came home. Consequence Podcast Network. and every one of you beautiful pod people out there. I am your host, Leo Phillips, and this is This Must Be The Gig, your little backstage pass to the world of live music. Thank you for tuning in again. We are on episode 21. Can't believe it. I'm legal. <laughs> After a lot of months of travel and bringing you some amazing conversations with some of the most exciting voices in the live music world. I'm reaching you finally from a really beautiful restful week back at our podcast home base, which means I've got Engineer Adam here for this episode. Hey, Engineer oh. Adam here. <laughs> Hello, Adam. That's my catchphrase. Catch. Hey. Catch. Catch it's phrase. really nice to be home. I know. It's nice to have you back. Thank you. The studios have been illegal. Prior to this, I guess, is Illegal? that what your joke you, your joke was then? Now oh, it's then, episode 21. Well, 21. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I get yeah. you. I'm with you. <laughs> no, 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 I was still boozing in the back. Well, of Jokes. course, you had the fake ID. I, <laughs> I was uh, selling booze. No, oh, God. <laughs> but it's really nice to be home. You really feel, you feel a lot of love when you're away, don't you? Absolutely. While you're out at all the music festivals, I've been listening to every album that's come out this year. <laughs> yeah. That's been my goal. The best thing is that you have a spreadsheet now. Yes, I do have a spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, shit. He's looking at me like, you fuck. Can't believe you shared it's, this it's stuff. It's a few hundred cells deep already of just albums that came out this year that I've listened to. Speaking of your spreadsheet, let me know what you have been... Let us know. Let us all know what you've been listening to. Today I listened to the Green Druid record. And? 
chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. <laughs> chef's I did that little thing where you, you know, kiss uh, your hand, fingers, and you go, it. okay. They, they got it. They okay. got it. I love that record. I've been obsessed with Colin Stetson's Hereditary soundtrack. I still think the Body and Uniforms record is maybe the best of the year. Really? Kamasi Washington. I, it took me a bit to catch up on that one, but mm. that one's fantastic. Nils Fromm's record I listened to today. You did? I did. You've listened to so many records this year. What else? Uh, Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Cardi B. Yeah. Uh, Drake. I mean. We all know I'm, a, you know, I'm Drake. a Drake stan. Drake stan fan, stan man. Exactly. <laughs> Visigoth, lots of rap, lots of metal, and lots of jazz. Those, that's, that's my sweet spot. If anyone would like to speak to Engineer Adam about lots of rap, lots of metal, and lots of jazz... I'll share my spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, you will share your... But that's it will a be... Big, that's a big step. Whoa, let, whoa, whoa, your horsies. Let me tell you, it will that's be it will step. be read-only. So, <laughs> so don't think you're going to start messing with my but spreadsheet. But that's like giving somebody your password to your phone. Uh, but uh, Yes, but they could private. look, but they can't change. Okay. You can look, but you cannot touch everybody. I think everybody should have a spreadsheet of the things that they're listening to because there's so much that we listen to. Everyone every day. should be as pedantic as I am. Yeah, that's true. And I think you like to gamify. I do. You're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like to make sure that like you are listening to each and every album, but you want to make sure that you know you're keeping tabs. It's half stuff from this year and half stuff from the past that I've not listened to, and I needed to fill some holes in my listening experience. What was the biggest hole you filled? A lot of. Late 70s, early 80s, uh, new wave and post-punk I've been enjoying. Like what? Orange Juice and yeah. uh, fully exploring the catalogs of uh, Devo and the B-52s, yeah. who are bands I've always loved, mm-hmm. but, you know, didn't you always sit down and listen to every album. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Thank you for letting us all in. I told you there would be an episode that just focused on me one day. <laughs> yeah. Adam's wanted the spotlight. Yeah. But unfortunately, we haven't been able to punch up the jam. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little personal joke because we listen to a lot of podcasts. Podcasts. Our favorite one being Punch Up the Jam. It's so great. Are we allowed to plug another podcast? Sure. During our plug. It's off network. (laughs) It's a plug cast. It's a plug cast. It's off network, but. Damn if Demi and Miel aren't doing the greatest work out there. They're doing the God's work by Punch Up Their Jams. If you're not listening to it, go listen to it. It's wonderful. I hope that we can have them on our show soon. Absolutely. This is actually our Crossover event. Crossover of a plug cast. (laughs) Crossover plug cast. This is our little call to Demi and Miel. We love you. Get on the show. Oh, I should probably just reach out to them. This is my ASA. Instead of doing this, I should just reach out to them as the producer of this show? Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. (laughs) But we digress. Never. No, we're not digressing. It's all part of the path. That was a good up up path. It's all part of the path. I really couldn't think of a more fitting episode, though, to be back in... To be back... At the Cozy Studios than this one. It's a really beautiful chat with Kazu Makino. 
of Blonde Redhead. Blonde Redhead. We're kind of big fans of Blonde Redhead, and we have been for a very long time, dating back to their 95 self-titled debut to Fake Can Be Just As Good to Misery is a Butterfly. All the way, in fact, to their 2010s records, including Baragon in 2014. Have you ever seen them live? I have not seen them live. You should absolutely see them live. They are fantastic live. We hear some good bits about their live performance. I won't give any scoops right now. I won't give any spoilers. so many scoops And through all of their genre experimentation and entrancing cool, Kazu's magnetic icepick vocals act as a really core, pulling you deeper and deeper into their little labyrinth. And even though they haven't released an album in four years, you will find that this chat will reveal a little more scoops, a little more information about new music. They don't call you Scoops Phillips for no reason. (laughs) Scoop-de-oops. This is me and Kazu speaking on the journey of finding strength and developing your voice. It's really wonderful. Enjoy! So now you're in Leeds and then do you leave today or do you have a little bit of time between your shows? From today, three days, we are... In UK, so the distance isn't that bad. And mm-hmm. uh, then after that, we have to drive to Copenhagen, so that will be another long drive. But okay. yeah, we, we are we're okay. I mean, UK, the challenges are like different. You know, it's like yes, the food food is difficult in in UK, but uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, and the weather can be quite shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the food difficult? Are you do you have a certain diet that you have to stick, no, no. stick to or is it just different maybe it's different now but i don't mm. really like think about uk as like one of the gourmet country you mm. know like like a basic food is is very like a maybe a di- bit more difficult mm. like over here than basic food in italy or or you know right uh, no, I hear you. Greece or, you know what I mean? Yes, no, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, actually, I've been wondering, because I, I chatted to the twins a few years ago before you guys came to Israel. I was living there um, nice. for a while. Yeah. Um, but That's I want... like great food. Though. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, mm. speaking of food, Israel yeah. is it's just all, all really healthy. Such a good way yeah, to live. Yeah, I think they they have a perfect like climate like you know mm. perfect Mediterranean produces that that's I know. I, you know I think from an outsider you don't know but once you're in it's like mm. a paradise. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> that is so <laughs> true because each like even a tomato you bite into exactly. it and it's so good. Like a, even a yogurt or things that you didn't you wouldn't think. Yeah, yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> And the wine in Israel is so good. It's really wonderful. But you're right. I didn't even think it's so, it's the climate. And also just because they really value their farmers and they value natural food. You know, it's it's not really about anything else other than what's good for your body and good for your mind. Which is, as you know, traveling the world, a lot of people don't put that first, which is is sad. But yeah, well... Well, living is much easier in Europe versus America. 
Mm. Like touring in America, I find it a little bit more challenging, mm. you know, between the big cities. Like the people just don't appreciate the food the way like I I do, you know, mm. like just it's true. Like just just about fresh ingredients and mm. then, you know, ba- ba- basic food. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I deal with it. I mean, I think for me, it's more difficult because especially before, like, mm. I was so based on like my Japanese diet and then right. just being on tour was just really difficult even just to, you know, find like really quality rice or something. But, mm. you know, I, I deal with it well, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't eat any gluten because I have asthma. Oh so. wow! I also have asthma. I didn't know that about you. Mm, oh. yeah, yeah, it's scary asthma. It can flare up in so such different ways, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to really find a solution, but it's uh, hard. What, what, what's causing it? And mm. you know what? So yeah. Like diet is a big, big component. Mm. Yeah. It's a huge component and also stress and sleep and um, yeah, just sleep. dust, pollution. Yeah my, yeah, my asthma flares up at different points. I can go for a month without taking my asthma pump, um, my asthma inhaler, and then suddenly travel to a city yeah. and, it's, and I feel like my chest is being oh, squished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to monitor that as well for your singing also because yeah, that yeah, could yeah. affect you? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's really strange but even in when, I, when I'm in a worst condition like mm. as far as respiratory my voice I've never really lost my voice or I could always sing like mm. during like I think when you sing I kind of figured it out how to breathe, you know. Yes. Well, so yeah. I breathe I breathe better when I'm when I'm sing playing music and singing. Wow. But then before and after I could be crawling like, you know, <laughs> depending on where you are. Like for example, Mexico City is so mm. polluted but also really high altitude. So mm. I have like a oxygen tank on stage. Oh my gosh. I have to breathe between the songs. Between the songs. Yeah. I didn't know. That's such a, a challenge that I think a lot of people from the outside don't realize. They're always like, oh, you know, you're you're this big megastar and you're touring the world. They don't realize that, you know, it's really difficult to, to find a balance so quickly because <laughs> you're in, you know, you're in a, a city, you're in and out, you know, you don't spend time to acclimate and get your body used yeah, to the altitude. That's it. Wow. That's it. Like even... Even, but you know, even, well, firstly, I'm not a mega star. And then, but, <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah, you know what I mean. I, you... I, did, I did tour a lot. And yes. so the first time visiting Mexico City was like, it felt like I had to cancel the tour. Oh and, my uh, gosh. and then second time, my body remember the the city. Mm. So I, I adjust my, my body adjust uh, itself to it a little bit quicker mm. and so now it's still hard but it still seems to remember like each city I'm, I'm like completely fascinated by mm. by my own problem but uh, mm. yeah it's it's true like if you could give yourself a, a day to, to uh, get used to the, mm. the the pollution or dust or the different dust and different whatever mm. you know, different allergens 
then then you're a little bit better off but yeah if you like start flying every day i really have no chance of surviving mm. also i find that planes especially with i yeah. travel a lot as well for festivals and to cover shows and i find myself like on planes just struggling because you're yeah. also like breathing in other people and you're breathing yeah. in all the you know recycled air and yeah but but yeah, it really is a it really is a scary, um, well, they call it a disease. You're right. I've never actually considered, you know, how you can harness your breathing. That's an art to, to be able to, to control that. Yeah, because uh, I, you know, I always go to, I need, I have to go to doctor to check, check if I'm well enough to leave and stuff like that. So I always go to doctor before and after. We do the test, breathing tests and stuff. And then they're always amazed that, like, I have figured it out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Mecha- mechanical way of breathing, even though I don't breathe. My, my quality, how do you say, my power of breathing mm. is weak. But I, I breathe so articulate, like, accurate way. Mm. So, like, they could do test like uh, 10 times i would hit the same not like uh, wow. same numbers like every single time so every people would be like wow you really have like weak but still perfect breathing like, yeah it's, it's quite it's kind of powerful that something that you love and your art form you've managed to find a balance there you know because yeah. you've been you've been how long have you been singing for were you singing long before you moved to the states when you were a student or were you were you really focused on it afterwards i was i was really shy so i never really made too oh, much wow. noise uh yeah but um yeah it's it's been a while but i always i don't really consider myself singer like you know but it's it is the easiest for me to to how do you say display the idea that I have in yes. my head. It's the quickest way. You know, some people I think it's quicker to do it on the guitar or piano. But for me it's like to to express my my try my ideas, it's the voice is the quickest way. That's really beautiful. And I love that you you know that, that what your quickest way in your process is with yeah, singing. Yeah. yeah. Did you train in, in any instruments when you were younger? Yeah, I, I, I started with a piano, like a like a lot oh. of children, like I, I started with a classical piano. Yeah. Was that was that your your idea as a child or were your parents really interested in you taking up something musically? Um, you know, I I think it was my parents my my days were like just fully booked with like uh lessons it was kind of crazy like not just piano lessons but mm-hmm. like i even like i did tea ceremony i did uh, like swimming gymnastic uh running uh, football oh, wow. and uh, music uh, piano drawing painting uh violin i was like yeah constantly uh, if- busy yeah, flower arrangement. I was like nuts. Yeah, but is that is that no, the norm for Japanese children and in the culture to to continuously do activities? Because I know it's the norm for us as South African children, 
as well. Yeah, we also, be... our parents packed our days. Like I only got home late, late in the evening yeah. after doing like drama and ballet and horse riding and all these things that like I wanted yeah. to do at the community centers. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's so, yeah, think... so then what, what, what kind of music then just in terms of having all those activities going on as a child, what I think I'm most interested in what kind of music was playing in your house? Like, what did your parents like? Mm, you know, yeah, what, what, no. what was your what was your history with that? Only classical music. Okay. It was, it was, I was only allowed to listen to classical music. Even my alarm clock was Bach. I remember my alarm clock was <laughs> basically radio that goes on yes. at whatever, six o'clock. Mm. Bach, only Bach. Oh my gosh, what a way to wake up. It makes the day quite dramatic. <laughs> yeah, and then Mozart and Bach, that was like wow. two things. And I wasn't allowed to listen to any other kinds of music, so that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I said, was it just because your parents were conservative or is it just the culture? What, what no, was my, 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 my parents were really strict, very mm. strict, yeah. <laughs> when you moved into the states, how easy were they in terms of letting you go? And was it was that their idea to to let you go no. to the states? Well, basically, I I left. I kind of not. Yeah, I I left uh, without their consent. So yeah, oh. that was that was pretty dramatic. Yeah, really tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to do sometimes what you've got to do, and people, you know, are so afraid. It's it's really yeah. really tough to to get to be brave and get the courage to leave your nest because it's so comfortable sometimes. Mm -mm. But what was the pull for you? Did you just feel like you really needed to explore life outside of where you grew up, or was it just this calling that you had? Uh, no, I think it was just a. I love, I love my where I grew up. I love, uh, I love. I hadn't no. I wasn't missing anything, but mm. I think maybe I, I had a pretty difficult family situation where mm. things were a little bit uh, very neurotic and quite mm. uh, quite difficult uh, mm. situation where. Yeah, I, I, I think I needed to I needed to leave, though I didn't really want to to leave. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really bit a bit of a long story. See, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating though because I think that a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to not go against your family, but to pursue a passion outside yeah. of what you know. Yeah. No, I um, I started playing like. Music. Well, besides classical music, I started mm. to write and uh, play with uh, people my own age, like quite young. Mm. And uh, I got interrupted by my family, so I mm. think I was trying to to con uh, pick it up somehow. But in order to do that, I had to move away from mm. from home. And yeah, I know that you mentioned that you were a little shy, but do you feel like that shyness? expanded when you left or did it take a while to build confidence in yourself to pursue that passion mm, some people only feel comfortable or, or like they feel because in my case I think I only felt 
untry when I was playing music. So <laughs> I'm still the same. But, uh. but I think that that's there's a there's a, something really beautiful and gentle in being in your own space. Um, obviously, if shyness is crippling to the point where you can't speak to anybody, <laughs> you know that's a different that's a different story. But I think that keeping to yourself, especially in this industry, is possibly quite helpful for your art as well. Yeah. When you came, I I know that this is a weird thing, but I've always I've always been fascinated by the different things that you were inspired by. But I don't know if they are things that I've just read you know, on the internet, but I know that you drew a lot of inspiration from horses. Was that, is mm. that true? Or is that just something that somebody made up down the line that you said once? <laughs> no, the horse has been a huge part of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was that, was that from when you were younger or because I understand that from a personal point of view and obviously a lot of people find horses really magical and mystical, but where did that come from? I, I met my her first horses in Kyoto, but uh, mm. yeah, no, I, I didn't really like stop being like uh, close to them and, and started like working with them, living with them until I came to New York. And then I had like really intense, probably like two decades that I was really close with mm -hmm. them and then commuted basically. Like I spent my lifetime commuting wow. from horses and then back to the city to play music and stuff like that. But then, yeah, and then I had to kind of uh, give that up as well at one point. Well, actually quite recently. Because uh, it just it be, I I couldn't maintain like physically financially mm. it became really like strenuous and uh, mm. when I decided to, to make music like just for my myself a solo mm. solo record I had to kind of like put put one thing on hold and that had to be horse but mm. um, just because my horse was just reaching the age of retirement so I was mm. like okay. It's a little too early to retire him, but I think I should I do it now so mm. I can just start focusing on uh, on on writing music for myself and yeah, so mm. that happened about like a couple of years ago, yeah. But I think it's an amazing thing to also acknowledge uh, how an animal or things around you can inspire you, um, and yeah. I think that that's just. Do you do you feel as free? Is it is it the freedom when you were on a horse? I know that it's hard to speak about now because it is in the past for you at the moment. But is it the freedom that you felt, or the beauty of of just the you know how muscular and and how strong they are, or is it how did it link to your art and your artistry? I think what I really love about it that was that like. I always feel very uncomfortable with my, my in my own body mm. and you know mm. except when you play music or whatever and then that's also the moment the only moment I really felt like I had a place that I belong that's when I was with horses like I didn't question my own like existence I because my focus it really I felt very connected to the world uh, when I when I was with with with, with them I think because I felt the way they 
days of the world, maybe. I I felt I understood how they understood, and then how also how the world perceived the horses. Like you know, when you're in nature, I felt like you've been accepted and you've been adored mm. and you've been you've been loved. But it wasn't me. It was it was horses. I felt even nature really like appreciate when you walk just down the road or in the woods with horses you feel like everybody's watching like meaning like the, the, bird <laughs> the birds is watching yeah, yeah the tree, trees trees are thinking to, to them and you know just like everything is welcoming them and I, I felt I've I experienced that like as if I was I was part of part of something also so you know it really helped me to it helped me to feel that I actually I'm part of I'm part of this place. And feel connected. Yeah. And I feel like when you were speaking now, I was just like closing my eyes because I remember that feeling and I really do, I hear you, it really resonates and having that connection and I love that it does tie to your performative aspect of what you do mm. because yeah. you do click into something where people are watching you um, and yeah. you connect to this art form that's magical and you know can affect people in such different ways is there any music for you like even at the moment or maybe when you were younger that you felt really connected to as well or any show that you went to where you felt wow this is really what I want to do or this is really how I want to be on stage uh, yeah I guess a lot but uh no I mean I really I am a, such a I'm a music fan also, but um, so there are a lot of artists that I really I'm grateful for, but I must say my inspiration comes from more from other other things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Sometimes I. I tell myself oh, I really I wish I wrote that song you know uh, but um, yeah but then again what I like about music is that it seems that there's space space for everyone you know it's like you don't really it's not about the genre or style of music but it's just about one any artist being able to get really close to themselves right like so mm -hmm. it's it's not that people are like looking for certain style of music but i think people are looking for uh music that that really expresses one's like like bare soul or core mm -hmm. of, of a person and then, then you know it's like i think people are strong enough or people open-minded enough to cross any genre like that's why like most people like they have like such a huge, uh, how do you say, va valley of music that they mm. listen to because they 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 more resonate to the person who's who's uh, who's saying something who succeeds to to say something that's so close to their own being or something you know so everybody thrives to do that but I, you mm. really have to be so lucky to everything to like kind of come together the universe has to be aligned and you have to be in the right moment 
of your life and、mm-hmm. in order to really get close to like to, to hit hit the mark you know like、uh, I think it doesn't happen every time but I think each each artist alive in a career career maybe you get like really handful of chances the way you really nail it you know and then、mm-hmm. it's not about nailing something that's like Successful. It's just about nailing something that's just it. It it shows the bare spirit. So that's that becomes like such a language that you could just、uh, go over any barriers and then genres. I think, yeah, I'm starting to understand understand that a little bit. It's like it's almost like it's a little bit beyond. I feel it's a little bit beyond your your control. Like you can, because you don't know, you don't know what's really happening with your life. So like, all you can do is to try your best. But there's certainly, like, I think everybody gets, we get our turns to be like truly brilliant and then you know truly great.、Uh, maybe only a f- few times in life, you know. Absolutely, and I think that that just、uh, you know I love what you said in terms of people having different things that they connect to. I think that that's really crucial because、mm. in in a way you as a human are shifting and transforming constantly. So if your if your inspirations and the things that you love are not also shifting,、uh, you know that it kind of makes it makes it really hard to be a music lover. Then if you can't move. On with what you're fascinated by, and I、yeah. think that I love to hear what people are inspired by. But I also love to hear how that inspiration, you know, changes over time. Like, for example, even you know the experience then that inspired Misery. I know that I read that that was also something beautiful, like a butterfly, and、yeah. and. And and you know of being thrown and inspired your music in a completely different way, but I feel like even just looking back now, I wonder how that inspiration has even changed. You know, do you look at it differently all these years later, or do you do you find yourself feeling what you felt when you wrote the music? I couldn't really like be objective about what I did. For example, for Misery, I felt. Nauseated when I listen listen back right、mm. after I, actually、wow. for few for a very long time I couldn't even like bear to listen it was too much for me. Wow.、Uh, I felt like I overdid it. <laughs> yeah. I felt like oh that's just we 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 just went for the overkill you know like that's just that's too much. So、mm. I couldn't appreciate it but now I listen to it and it's like. Well, that's something, I guess, you know. But it's really it's hard to appreciate your what what you all did, and you kind of like it's not grotesque, but you're a little bit appalled by by the sort of exorcism that you you completed. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that word. I think that like, do you feel like that happens though with every album? Or do you feel that some albums have been not easier because I don't want to say that having that exorcism and that purge is is hard, but do you、yeah. feel that like certain albums have totally、yeah. dictated certain parts of your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because、Aww. 
you you don't always feel that liberated in your life. Mm. You know, some 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 moments you really you are not as 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 strong as other times, and oh, like you think you just hit the bottom, and, and that might be actually the best moment to make music. You know, you just you kind of you have a little bit of like how do you say cushion because I think. If you're that aware of like how low or how high you are, you are at the moment, maybe it's too much to handle. You know, you won't be able to, you won't be able to handle your own life if you, yeah, if you really are highly, uh, like, like sensitive to like what what you're writing, how what your waves are. Like it somehow, it's kind of like a. It's, we're lucky that sometimes you don't know like uh, how high the wave wave is. You just you sort of like think it's 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 not that different from from other waves, but some of them are really really different. You know. It's now that we are in you know where we are, you can look back and you've got like two decades, um, you know, three decades you you've got of of being in a band with, you know, other really talented musicians. And having to also be connected to them as well, I can imagine that that is an art form in itself to keep that creative partnership as positive, or not positive, but as uh, productive as possible. So how how has that been all these years? You know, traveling and touring and making art uh, with each other and and keeping that strong. Bond. How how has that been? That part is actually quite difficult. Like this, mm-hmm. because we're very different people, and we have different, like very different style approach to the music. Well, no, maybe more like personality-wise, we're quite different. And then only mm-hmm. only common place is the music, and then it can be quite disastrous to like for us to come together and work and. <sighs> Uh, without without fighting yeah. conflict, but yeah, it's amazing that it it lasted this this long because it was I don't think none of us like thought to ourselves like we have to stay together like we were like okay this is the last time I'm I'm seeing this face you know mm-hmm. like but then it, it never really actually uh, you know we never actually broke broke down I guess. Maybe we have been able to be honest with each other, mm. and that's why it's we managed to be. I think we were anyway a little bit like dishonest with one another. I don't know if we we would have lasted this long, you know. Absolutely, and also just honest as a human being and as an artist. I think that yeah. those two are so people struggle so much with being a creative and also being yeah. honest with who they are because both yeah. are linked you know some people are like yeah. no I'm not like that when I'm in creating or in my creative mode but the truth is yeah. your human core and your you know the fundamentals yeah. of who you are yeah that's why I think it's been really it hasn't been easy because we don't really get along and we don't we don't even attempt to get along you know but uh but then I think we might must have done something right to be able to <laughs> yeah. Do you think that yeah. it's the music then that you all just connect to? It obviously must be just playing together, 
um, or even just creating the music, do you find that you all know exactly what role that you play within the band that nobody, you know, oversteps or you know exactly what your role is? Is is, is that why wow. you think? Or No, no, no. We mind... We we really try to mind each other's business way too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Looking back now, is there any memorable performance that you had? Maybe when something went totally wrong with the three of you, or, or where something went totally right? Was there any standout performance that you had? No, there's plenty that we remember, like having like fight on stage and blah blah blah. Those those come back to different shows come back to us like because you know we tour the same country some of the same clubs so it's like i'd be like oh do you remember the show we had here like you know in amsterdam like we were like basically like you know like just punching one another but then (laughs) the other person would be like no i don't remember i don't (laughs) but yeah but thing is the thing is, concert is one thing, right? But then amount of the concert is like only like very little parts of event that we actually the hours we spend together to write, practice, record, are way longer. So those are those are the ones I remember more. Like you know, like shows are just like accumulation of all the activities we we do outside of outside of that. You know. Okay, we make we make a living or blah 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 from the concert, but the actual like the work that we put into happens outside of concerts. So I have many more memories or like many more hours mm. that we we put into like you know that nobody sees and then no, no one knows. And then those are the ones that kind of weighs heavily in in my mind. Especially because you're in that imagination process when you're writing as well. And you, you, yeah. you're kind of stuck in that, what if, what can I do with this world that I've got in my head? I need to now put that into an, an, an act, you know, which is the, the act of a song. And so I can yeah. imagine that that can be potentially quite, not stressful, but it's you're in such a, a wondering stage yeah. that if the person next yeah, to you... Yeah you know, is not there, I can imagine. Yeah, so how yeah. do you how do you get back to, you know, talking about those times that you spend together writing and practicing and, and you know, rehearsing? How do you make sure that you don't go completely mad? How do you make sure that you, you know, are, are really being honest with your with your work? We stop, like, okay, I think we've done enough today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically... Yeah. If somebody calls it like, okay, let's call it a day, it's like, this is getting too much or whatever, you know? So, yeah, like our daily lives, like, you know, meals and whatever, like, person to go back to and things like that, like, kind of a, becomes a grid in your in your creative world. But if you don't have, like, like me, for example, I tend to not do that like Amelio and Simone are really good about like okay now I have to go shopping and then yeah make yeah, dinner and then you know. mm. but I tend to like just uh how do you say I tend to like just go on for mm. too long and then for it becomes sure. like 20 
24/7 and and then and then yeah I could just a little bit be fried in my brain or something mm-hmm. I, I do that to myself a little also also because mm-hmm. I I do like artwork also like for the band oh, um, wow design yeah. design merge artwork mm-hmm. all that visuals is mine as well so if not music I switch to that and so like I, I never like turn off and so that's why like horses were really like helpful because they really like brought me back to the to the to the you know er- earthly place yeah absolutely but do you think and like thank you for telling me that because I think that a lot of people don't <clears throat> acknowledge how invested they get in their artwork and how 24/7 it can get um, and it's not an yeah. ob- uh, maybe it's an obsession but I feel the same, like I don't switch off um, because yeah. it's just, it's something that gives me, it's, you know, not not energy as in this like mystical thing, but it energizes me. So it, it makes yeah. the, the process exactly. of living, you know, it makes it seem more real. But in truth, you're actually yeah. completely uh, escaping and you're completely on another exactly. edge <laughs> but it is addictive yeah, yeah. I, I, I do feel you I, it, it is addictive but it, maybe yeah, not healthy I, I, don't I don't know if it's because energy that you have you have to do it or because you do it so you get energy you get it. <laughs> I don't know what but yeah yes. it is it is like it's it's like that then it can be quite uh it, it I mean, for me, it's healthy, but mm. it's for other people, it's it's not healthy. Like, mm. for other people, like like my band members, like be like, God, Kaza, it's too much. Just give it a break, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, I'm having fun. This is good. Or like you're in the corner crying. This is great. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's, it's it. But it's good to have that outside perspective as well, which is again why I'm sure you are grateful for the band, you know, so they can yeah. kind of pull you out and say, you know, <laughs> shake you and say, okay, you've been in the studio for, you know, five days straight. <laughs> can you, yeah, can you come yeah. outside with me? <laughs> I so I also think like that kind of like obsessive personality, mm. uh, like obsessive behavior mm. uh, for people like that the times is really irrelevant you know exactly so yeah that's why like people ask ask me like wow you you had a, such a long career like how mm. how do you keep it up it's like mm. it's easy you know it's like time is not moving for me because i'm mm. completely obsessed about something one thing or the other if it's not music it's horses if it's not horses it's football if it's not football it's you know something i'm obsessing about something then yes. you really time is like it's not it's not moving you know <laughs> and the, but it's true and the only thing you the only time you ever think about it is when somebody else asks you about it and you're like oh wait i didn't even realize that this was a thing that i needed to answer to um, yeah. But I think human beings, they're obsessed with, uh, you know, naming things and, and putting things in, into a time a time limit and there should be a certain way to live. So I love that it's so fluid for you, that, that <laughs> yeah. it, you know, that it kind of crosses over that time. 
Um, and I'm mm. sure that also I know that you've worked with outside, you, you worked with a guy from, you know, for guys, you know, you worked with him as a producer for a few of your albums, which yeah. is interesting hearing how your process is and how you tackle your art form. How is that bringing somebody in to your world and trying to communicate how you maybe want something to sound or want something to feel? Well, Guy knew us already very well. Mm. Like we toured together, so it was a seamless transition. And it was more like having another member in the band. We trusted his taste completely, so mm. he, there was no questions like, are you sure, Guy? You know, like, it was like, mm. okay, let's do it, you know. So it was the, one of the smoothest thing to do. But um, I guess... It's like you have like a sort of added reflection, you know, by having right. someone like him, you know, yeah. yeah. Do you have like a favorite era of touring? Um, I know that I feel like you're very forward motion, like you're very forward moving in your, the way that you are. But um, so I hate to ask about the past, but was there an era of touring? Uh, you got that right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> well, think I can hear. Past. Um, no. I don't get sentimental. You should ask the twins because they will go on and on and on. I don't, I don't never think about. Like I'm just thinking about. Oh, I can't wait to tour for the solo for the solo album, for example. I can't mm-hmm. wait to tour with with a with a new people. They produced mm-hmm. like you know I produced it with another person, and so I think he's gonna come on. To, like I'm always thinking about. Oh, I really want to do this and that. Which yeah. I think is wonderful. It is who you are. So I would never want to put you into you know a position where you have to think about the past and and I love that you said that you're not sentimental which I think is a huge strength because I I struggle with being too sentimental about things and how you know when you really? hold on to well I struggle in a sense of that thing I don't really remember times or dates I remember the feeling so if you tell me the emotion I could remember how I felt and then that will ah. completely take me back. And maybe that's a longing ah. for that feeling. But the fact that you aren't sentimental, I think that it really is, for me, it's what I strive to be. Because sometimes it can set you it can set you back. You know, even if you've moved on and it's not your story anymore, sometimes thinking of yeah. something that happened in the past can really can really be difficult it can be challenging um oh just, wow yeah just for human development i think so i'm really fascinated well, think, that yeah that you've that you that you that are being like said that. like when i make write music i think a lot a lot of times it mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's sad and some you know it's mm. it's it does sound like it i'm longing for something you know I think, all that mm. all that part of me I think comes out in music and I'm not aware of it but then like I said like it's it's an exorcism and so mm. once I did it I I could just you know I don't have attachment to it like I mm. yeah I I get it out and I'm just like oh I feel better you know and then the, mm. <laughs> I just move on to the next thing so it's amazing yeah it's I'm, really weird. I'm envious yeah. just because it's at the top of my mind I think that especially as somebody who is a creative to not have an attachment it, it doesn't mean that you're disconnected it, it means even more so that you're so connected at that time 
that you can yeah. move on. You know, it's it's such a it's such mm. a skill and technique uh-huh. to, to be able to do that. But so so in terms of like going forward, then you mentioned your yeah. solo album. Is that announced? Like, is that something that's already that you're working on no. or have worked on? Okay. No, it's completed, but I still have to do the artwork. I still have to find a label. I still have to like, but I think it should be released by the, the beginning of next year. And then, so yeah, exciting. I plan to, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. What did you draw but, your uh, inspiration from for, for the solo work? How did you, where did you start from? Was it songs that you have worked on for a while or did they just make sense to have as a solo project? Well, some of them are the songs that, like, it was in the bin for Blonde Redhead. <laughs> and then some of, some of them just came out. But, you know, I was really... I didn't think it would be that easy or fun, but it was so liberating and then mm. it was almost like a, it was actually a little bit it took me by surprise like wow mm. wait this is I, I had no idea like this is because um I guess I'm a little bit more spontaneous and then sort of irresponsible in music making than the twins the twins yeah. always made that it was like even a proper it was mm. done well and, uh, you know, I did it well for solo too, but mm. as far as the songwriting goes, you know, I I really, I really give myself a complete freedom. And even recording, I was like, okay, oh I'm not going to play with any click tracks. So everything is like a little bit like going too fast and slowing down and, you know, speeding mm. up and mm. stuff like that. that or like normally you start with drums, but like if the drums was the last thing that he went on, it's like mm. everything was a bit uh, like a free music. And then yeah, I think it's it's it was great for me. I just hope uh, people can uh, can enjoy, but uh, you know you never know. And I think yeah, that's out of my hands, right? Yeah, but just being able to, I feel like, and this might be a little bit of a, you know, esoteric ideal, but I feel like you sound so energized from just the thought of the process. So it feels like I'm so excited to hear what has come from that, because especially as you said that for you, time isn't a thing. So bringing out something where it's just you. And and you know exactly what you need to do now to release it. They, I feel like there's this yeah. like really strange sense of calm with you that I quite like. I quite enjoy. Like it, it's it's something that every artist should feel excited by their work, but that you know that you've created yeah. a space for yourself and your own yeah. voice is is yeah. is really exciting. So you said you got it's going to be out next year, the beginning of next year. Yeah, beginning next year. I think so. I, I, I can't so. wait. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I would really like it if people could f- feel similar to what I felt like. Just feeling f- could feel a little bit freer by it, then I'll be really happy. You know. 
what are the things that you tackle? What are the what are the different uh, messages that you feel were important for you during the process of writing that you feel like you may not have been able to say or just the things that you're continuing to say on 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 your solo stuff? It's almost like just singing or or playing the parts that that I like the most mm. instead of like having a having an introduction and having other elements and then mm. the the parts that you really love is buried somewhere in there it this one is more like having just the part that i like so in <laughs> yes. a way in a way um it's like heavily edited the conversation mm. you know it's almost like meeting a stranger and then just diving into like the very very like uh uh topic that's just without having uh, any mm. intro something like that you know I don't know how to say it but uh, yeah I really didn't have to worry about what anybody else might think so there's only the part that I like about music is is in there but somehow I'm a little bit worried now that it's like it's too much like that, you know, like uh, oh no, it's I'm too sure. concentrated. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think I think trusting your artistry and knowing how you are at a point where you can't you you can experiment, and even if that experimentation doesn't feel ex- like experimental, it sounds yeah, no, it exactly, sounds it's so not, needed, it's... yeah. Yeah, it's it's it wasn't an intellectual move at all. It was just yes. whatever that pleased pleased me, and then which is quite simple. Like I think simple things, I like simple things. But then, yeah, I guess you know, like I was saying, like the I had I grew up listening to like force-fed classical music, so there's like a lot of a classical influence also. Wow. Yeah. So there's, that's wonderful. Like, yeah, orchestra, but like orchestra from Budapest is playing on three songs. Oh, so wow. I never even like I never even thought that like I never this was not my plan. But it just uh, it's almost like music was like it was it was uh, how do you say very pliable and kind mm. of ready ready mm. to, ready to like absorb all that all that thing so yeah it, I guess in some ways it's really like my first album or something yeah but I, I totally hear that and especially having that interest and and that light you know toward it I think it's so it's so necessary for you as an artist to continuously work on things even if they harken back to who you were um, but, yeah. you know, using it now with the techniques and the skills that you have, I love that you said it wasn't like an intellectual idea, but does it have a name or anything yet? Or is it is it still in the process of being, you know, packaged almost? I don't even know what, should I, I, should, what I should call it or, you know, it's, that's the thing with a band. It was easier because, you know, I could hide behind this name of the band or, all my bandmates, but now, like you really have to like claim it and put your put your name on it, and so that's that's a little bit like odd, uh, odd sensation. But yeah, 
I'm just but gonna... also exciting too, right? Like as yeah. scary as that is, I'm sure it's really exciting to know that there will be there will be a name and a package and a face to it as well. Um, yeah. And it will be yeah. your your heart on there. That's really I'm I'm so I'm so excited to to listen to it. I, I'm trying to like keep my excitement levels at oh, a cool. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, there's a lot about your band that people love about you and love about the twins. And it's always interesting to see what kind of creative direction people take when they are left to their own devices, you know, and their yeah. own choices and their own mind. Was there ever a moment on stage where I know that you've mentioned that you kind of struggle a little bit with you know how you perform and your performative aspect but do you feel like now you when you go on stage do you feel like everything feels a little bit comfier or do you still feel a little bit like this is just very uncomfortable for me is it how <laughs> you know how how do you how comfortable are you on stage now I'm pretty comfortable yeah I, I know how to handle it now you know, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. It's when when the number of people are very small and the very intimate settings. Yes. Okay. That's to a point that you feel like you're in a living room because <laughs> yeah. in that situation, I'm the one mm. who doesn't talk and sit in a corner of the room, right? <laughs> so then, then I don't do very well, you know, in that situation. Like it has to be very different from my daily mm. life. So that That's so when things... Yeah. Things get small and stage becomes like very much like like hardly any mm. difference from the the ground. Then mm. I, I become super intimidated. Mm. You know? But mm. if the club is big enough that you can't see the audience or whatever, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then you can you can really let your let your own inner animal go and you can let it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But then, do you, you know, yeah. place like Paris, Amsterdam, London, you know, those places, it's just a different different kind of anticipation. So it's always, you know, mm. makes, you, makes you aware, okay, no, I'm not gonna, you know, I have to like really put the energy into the right, right, shoot it right you know you mm. have to hit hit the mark so yeah why are those places a little bit different you know what i don't know why <laughs> i know it's a weird question but it's interesting to see because people are different you have different crowds where you know especially because you are foreign still but you know you you do you live in the states or where are you based yeah i, I live i live in new york so I can, I'm sure you know how different American audiences are to, <laughs> to European yeah. audiences. There's definitely strange, but there's definitely difference in how people behave and sort of like scene or the mm. rooms, the like vibes are different. And then mm. there's a certain, there's a certain ways about like, the way the room and the people feels in Paris, for example, mm. or London, Amsterdam. It's, yeah, it's, there's that thing, the overwhelming mm. kind of energy that they, they send, 
they send out to you.、Mm. Mexico City, it's kind of wild. It's,、mm. it's very much has a character, you know.、Mm. I hear that. Do you, do you, is, it, is it a point of preference for you at the moment? Like, if you were given、uh, the option of touring the world, do you feel like you would navigate towards certain places? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not for the musical reasons. But okay. Yeah, dietary reason, yeah. So, <laughs> Then you, you'll have your pick. Yeah,、uh, you know, things like that. Is there a show of another artist that you've watched that really moved you? Maybe in the last few months or perhaps the last few years. I know that you are not a past person, but if there was a show that really affected, you know. You and、uh, really stuck out for you of, of another artist that you, that you watched. Oh, yeah, it just happened because you know, yeah, you do become a little bit jaded and you don't really expect to see like incredible band when you're yes. touring. Yes. You don't really like you, you're not like out like hunting for that. But、um, we, we just played this festival in was it、uh, Belgium? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was like, a, I was like, like teenager, like a groupie. <laughs> when, they started, when they started first song, I was like, oh my God, this band is sick. Yeah. And then I was like running towards the, my dressing room. It's like, guys, you have to see, they're really sick. <laughs> There's a really sick band playing right now. And then I didn't know that we were actually like, Playing two shows together, so I got to see them again in Amsterdam. And then, yeah, they were from the band from Al- Algeria. Okay. Called I- Imurahan. And then、mm-hmm. they were like insanely cool band. Yeah. And I was, I was like, wow. <laughs> I love that you were running to, to everybody, like, oh my God, there's this band on stage. I love that.、Yeah. that that's incredible. Yeah. And then, and then, The whole bill, because I, was all, I knew that this, this really young band called Snail Mail Band was playing、mm. on the same bill.、Mm. They are like kind of a hyped band in the States. So、mm. I knew that they were playing. So I was looking forward to seeing them as well. But、uh, Imurahan was like a complete surprise. It caught me. Like, he was like, wow, incredible. <laughs> and then I asked them like, right away, like, would, you, would you be interested to collaborate with me? On something, and it's like, oh, yeah, of course, I'd love, we'd love to. And then it was like, yeah, that's, that's something I'm very excited about. yeah That's incredible, especially because you, when you discover something, there's a difference between, as you said, like knowing that a band is hyped and going to watch them versus finding it and discovering it on your own. I think that that's、yeah. such a huge thing for a music lover that we don't often get the. We don't get the joy、yeah. out of that anymore because、yeah. you're like, oh, somebody's told me I need to see this band, and it's awesome because、yeah, you yeah, get yeah, like, yeah. you know, you get an inroad and you get some information quickly. But then when you really find a band out of nowhere that you feel is, you know, hitting you hard in a certain spot, I think that it makes it so much more meaningful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're young, like when you love a, young, a band or musicians, it's like it's, it's yours, you know, it's your secret、mm. world <laughs> and it's your, you know, it's, 
yours and yours only kind of you know you don't want anybody to find out about them <laughs> mm, yeah it's true I still kind of feel like that sometimes I'm like oh I wish I could keep it to myself but the truth is you in this day and age you, there's no way you know yeah, with, no. with 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 there's so many ways to tell people about music and you kind of want everybody to know about it as well I love that. And there's certain parts and songs that really get you. And I always find like, oh, I wonder if that person, somebody else feels that moment too. You were talking earlier about editing out, you know, your favorite spots of, yeah. of the song. And I always think like I listen to certain songs and I'm like, oh, two minutes in or two minutes 20. I can feel that moment, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I, it's so interesting. Do you, But do you remember like speaking about like the, having that energy? Do you remember your first concert that you ever went to? Was it in the States or was it still when you were living with your family in Japan and you would, you know, do you remember that at all? Yeah, no, I do. I mean, I started going to classical concert with my father but then the very first like rock concert because I wasn't allowed to mm. so I I went to film concert of a rock band with my aunt and <laughs> you know I was so funny but yeah I remember very well <laughs> so wait so it was a was a it was a film of a rock band yeah <laughs> oh, okay. so like in a movie theater Still, oh, that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. do you remember really... what rock band it was? Oh yeah, I mean it was Rolling Stones, but um, oh. because for years and years and years, until recently, they had like because the Japan is so strict to the drug law, mm, like Stones mm. weren't allowed to come to Japan. You know what? I think they still haven't played in Japan. Oh wow! Because I didn't know that. of the drug record. Yeah. So if you want to see Stones. You had to go to the film concert. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even... Th I mean, a lot of things were banned in South Africa when we were younger because of also, like, there was a huge Christian, uh, you know, demographic there. So people... you, you Anything that wasn't, you know, Beach Boys weren't allowed and, you know, Roy Orbison and all those bands that, like, my dad introduced me to because his friends would bring, like, tapes for him from London. But yeah. it's so interesting to think, like how different our history is when we're younger you really do appreciate the band even more because they're not allowed to come to it exactly, you know? <laughs> right? so you can so have, have you seen the, the rolling stones live in concert no oh my gosh no. you gotta do it we've got to get you to a show no i mean <laughs> if 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 i could go back in time just for that like i would love to like see them Mm. Like when they were young or something. Do you think that you'll do your first concert for your solo stuff? Do you think that you would do it in Japan, in your hometown? Or do you think you would do it in the States where you live now? I'm not sure. I I already played my first solo concert in Milano. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did that go? It was amazing because um, it was a space, but it was very much like... I had a really good support, like a uh, support from the producer of the show and stuff. So mm. I asked, uh, okay, look, it's not really ready to play, to be played publicly because I don't want to play the final version, like, like yes. a version that that's an album version until the record comes out. But um, I could sort of like do the demo version 
you know, like the process of making those songs. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, do that. And then, so I said, then I said, well, then can I just make a little bit of like, like situation, the stage looks like uh, my room that mm. I'm working in my room, like working on music. Wow. So I said, all right. It's like, what, what do you need? It's like, okay, can you rent a bed and lamp and table? And so we ma- we made like bedroom on stage. Oh and then, wow! Yeah, and then I had like basic keyboard and stuff like that. Then I so I kind of simulate the situation that, that I start with idea mm. and then that develops into a song. And finally, I put the melody. I start singing, and then that's I did that. So that was fun. Yeah, and comfort's important, especially because I know that you mentioned that you don't really love intimate, small venues, but intimacy and, you know, having a bedroom set up can be something, it's not, that doesn't mean that it's intimate, it just means that it's familiar. So that find that's really interesting. Yeah, Um, and like, I get to choose like a bed cover and everything. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so wonderful. I'm excited to hear the new, is the band also planning new things? Because I know you just did a remix now, release that. So are you writing with the band as well in addition to your own things? Yes, I think we're almost ready to start recording. Like we have enough enough songs to, to make a album yeah it's incredible i think maybe over the winter we we could we get to record it yeah um i'm i'm very because because i did the solo i was able to like appreciate also what amadeo can do and Mm. what simone can do so now i have a renewed uh enjoyment of having having their you know input and stuff absolutely and going into it with the ideal that you've not that you've satisfied the the need for for you know having music of your own but that you know exactly how you work now in two different mediums with the band and alone and how that can change um as an artist i mean that that's all you want really right that to to keep keep excited and and keep changing things i'm sure that will yeah. make you feel, yeah, it's it's really, it's kind of strange that people wouldn't do that almost, you know, just thinking now, like, as an artist being in a band for so long, how do you make sure that you're feeling like you yeah. have fresh ideas all the time? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's often like, it's, it, essentially music is about uh, for, for you, for you, you know, for anyone else. But then once it's it's out in public, it, it doesn't belong to you no longer. And then, you know, public has like different kind of appreciation and stuff like that, which which really impact you. So it's 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 hard to do. It's hard to to behave completely selfishly and then do what you want, because you know you start to have expectation for yourself and others have expectation for you. But then you know you really need to just not just to do things for yourself and not worried about like are they gonna appreciate it or are they gonna be are they gonna compare it to the band you know it's always not as good as the band you know there's a lot of like uh, consequence that you it, it, it could paralyze uh anyone but uh 
you know, when you when you have enough energy that's like uh, kind of you know s- stuck and then like not have any place to go, then you have you you have no option but to do to release your release that energy. And I think I didn't know, but I re- really reached that like boiling point, and I, I I just needed to do it, even if 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 it ends up being like the biggest failure. Uh, I had still had to do it. So. You had to fall. And it goes back to what you were saying. I love the word honesty, which is so overused now, but the way that you used it earlier in that you, you're so honest with who you are and, and the things that you love and who you are within the band, um, mm-hmm. that as a creative, having that honesty, it, it's again, it's like something that I think a lot of people aspire to, to have, you know, just yeah. to really feel who you are. In, as yes. an artist, you know, as a human being, and allow those two worlds to to connect. It's really challenging for some people, you know, to be to be themselves. It's really challenging. It sounds cliche, yeah. but I mean, any for anyone, it's challenging. But then once you you manage to do it, then mm. you really like you could go future, you could go to the back. You know, mm. there's there's no error. You could like just basically ignore everything else and exist you know but you know like i said before like no matter how hard you try Mm. you don't always get to get to do it get to you don't always manage to turn that into a piece of music it's Mm. like you really have to you have to be in the right place in the right time Mm. right something about it needs everything needs to click for mm. anyone to like make something that that sincere and that honest mm, absolutely yeah. and hopefully yeah. hopefully also like i know that you mentioned earlier that it's difficult sometimes on stage like you've had fist fights and you've done you've done things like together that have you know really set you off but do you feel like really confident now in how where you at just because you guys have been touring for a few weeks now? Um, mm. Do you feel like things are going things are going smoothly? <laughs> Tricky, you know, because <laughs> because under underplayed is always bad. Like you know, one off show is is terribly difficult when you wanna get into to the groove, but then you don't wanna get too used to it so there's always like a balance of like um you know where you peak peak you know and then absolutely and then you you start to and then you start to like sound tired or whatever but still you know this is like living this is reality so you have to keep going and somehow somehow get through it and then kind of like uh at least to have a have a have great moments in uh even in uh in the moments that you you becoming a little bit too familiar with the music or whatever constantly yeah. making sure that it feels new but that you feel comfy enough to appreciate yeah. yourself it's t- it's so hard i mean you sound like like it's it's incredible hearing you speak because I think that you've got such a command of your art form and it's not that it's a, it's not that it's a shock but it's like it's so, I don't know, there's this like really beautiful honesty that you have about it that I feel a lot of artists, uh, you know, they don't, they, they might not, they might not feel confident to, to speak about. So, yeah, so really, but, but yeah. then, you know, when you see other artists, 
you really yeah. you really know you know it's like they are like they are like why do I have to do this like this is a hundred whatever concerts and you like they're hating themselves they hating their music but then it's actually the most incredible thing you yeah you know so when you actually yeah, get on stage absolutely yeah yeah yeah. Is and and then lastly, because I'll I'll let you go soon, because I know we've been chatting for a while. But mm. is I I know that this might sound strange, but for like in South Africa, we've got sayings in different languages that like I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now. But is there a yeah. saying or something in Japanese that you find that all through your life, maybe something that you learned when you were younger, like a not a mantra, um. But just some maybe a phrase that is really maybe has stuck with you. For you, is there one? I suppose there's this African proverb where you where they it's essentially if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So it's this whole oh concept. Oh my god! Yeah, I've read that. You know, it's this That's whole concept. Beautiful. Yeah, it's like a concept of like yeah, sure, we can all get to our goals very quickly if you wanted to like hustle alone and be on your own. But if you yeah. really wanted to matter and make sure that the people you surround yourself with are are quality. Um, oh wow! I love saying you know like I I do I do like when I read it I really appreciate it. But then again you know it's like not being sentimental like to exactly. a point. <laughs> of a fault yeah. I, I really don't like attach myself to any, anything mm. but I guess it's not a saying but um, when when things go really wrongly I always tell myself I'm gonna have like a good time in the same same degree same volume that there's mm. gonna be a, like a better time you know mm. Mm. to look forward to when I when when I have I'm having a hard time and also Absolutely. like it's usually like things great things come out of something really really horrible so I I tend to like I tend to think okay this is not working out at all but that means I have to go somewhere else uh, like I need to find another way mm. and that that's gonna be you know like blessing in disguise. You know? Absolutely. I suppose mm. we chatted about that earlier, how misery is a butterfly that, that came, you know, from, from a place that was difficult. Yeah. And embracing that as opposed to feeling like it's too heavy and too weighted for you to deal with it. Just totally getting into the that muck and that dirt, I think, is so important. But do you feel like you're out of that now? Or do you feel like you're still questioning... Go, like going forward, looking at the work that you're going to be doing with the band and your solo work, do you feel like you are still embracing things that are challenging or is it yeah, really yeah, light for you now? I felt that I hit the bottom right before right before I started writing for my solo. I thought I couldn't go on much longer. So wow. I was like ready to give up music, ready to give up horses. I was ready oh my to gosh. give up on my health, basically, because I couldn't get it together that way I could breathe normally. Like, breathing became so challenging for a few years. I was just, like, I live every day just breathing through a straw, you know, underwater. That's how I felt. It was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to quit. And then...
I moved. I I asked for somebody's help, and then he he he. They basically the family sent me to this like house on the little island that I I've known quite well. But anyway, I moved there all by myself, and yeah. then that's when I started to feel better. Like my health started to come back, and and I started to write songs and. I was like, okay, I think maybe by recording recording mm. this, like I could have like a modest living or something. And then, but then, of course, like once I started recording, it wasn't modest at all. Like I became so ambitious. It's like, look, <laughs> I think these songs are good enough to have an orchestra or whatever. So it, I ended up spending quite a bit of money, but I, I had a great producer who was like, okay, explain yourself and if you could just convince me then I, I'd put up the money and so I did wow. that and now I have this like pretty epic record so uh, yeah but again it, it it came from like feeling pretty helpless and hopeless so yeah I think we live in this cycle you know absolutely and also just acknowledging where you were at is a huge it's really difficult to to know that you got out of it and that it still could come back. You know, it's it is that yeah. cycle and that that ups yeah. and you know it's not up and down necessarily as it because it isn't linear. It's not on one line. It's kind yeah. of like a like I always think of it as like like a spiral, like a vortex. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's you really are like going. A, yeah. When it's down, going down, it's like literally spiraling down. It's, Absolutely. It's the feeling you get. There's no, there's no stopping. You have to kind no. of go down. Well, you've got to go down and figure out, like, you have to look at yourself and actually ask yourself those hard questions, like, why am I here? What is this? And questioning anything when you're in that deep, dark place is uh, yeah. is really... But again, as a creative, I can't ever look at that place and say it's a bad place. unless it, Unless you harm yourself, I think that that is such an important place to go. Because if you don't yeah. address it, I always find like if I'm deep down in those that muck and that hard time and I don't address it and just ignore it, it will come yeah. back. It will find its friends. It will yeah. find me, you know, <laughs> like double time, find me. Yeah. Just on, on the new record, do you, do you feel like you talk about that coming out of it or being in it? Or is it just ideals about your life um, just in terms of the messages in, your, in, in the songs? Um, it's funny because I was so, I'd gone through so much darkness that the enjoyment of, of, uh, of like granted, like a music's been granted to me. Like it was, mm-hmm. is, it was coming out like almost like, uh, with no effort. So mm. music is full of like sort of appreciation for like how good things can be, you know, like mm. uh, that does, that sounds kind of boring, but uh, no, um, but it's true. Yeah. It has a, it has a real like naive, like in- innocence of like just being able to uh, be free, how good that is. Mm. So yeah, it doesn't feel so like, dark but mm. it just it, it just feels um 
Mm, I don't know. You know, I'm not the one who should be like describing because you might get a completely different impression. <laughs> Especially because I suppose you also haven't done any of the artwork for it yet or thought of a name and it's hard to talk about it when it's in this early stage. You know, I think that that's, that that's interesting, especially with everything that's going on in the world and how things can change so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, just honoring that it will it will be out in the world at some point, I think is just, you know, that's the goal, really. This Must Be The Gig is produced by Adam Kibble and we'd like to thank Billy Yost and the Kickback for our theme song, Rube, and buy their music at thekickbackband.com. Lexi Frame for the artwork, Daniel Brater and Dean Berger for the additional sound design, and the Consequence Podcast Network where you'll find a bunch of other amazing shows. listened this far why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts your comments provide valuable feedback for us and it helps other people find us too for information on new episodes be sure to follow us on facebook twitter or instagram at tmbtgpod and generally just irritate everyone you know about the show thanks again and i miss you already Consequence Podcast Network.